0: Welcome back, listeners. This is Jack.
1: And this is Andrew, and welcome back again to the only podcast that matters. This week, it's Wrestling Cast 3 Yeah. And this week, we, it may sound like there's only two of us, but there is three of us here. I'd like to introduce my cousin, Chris Finan. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, we brought Chris along because uh, he has a little bit more... Uh, experience actually in wrestling as opposed to jack and i who just watch it on watch tv it
0: <laughs> religiously on my, oh, no for myself you watch it religiously yeah. i watch everything you have
1: so. a little bit of a obsession i'd say yeah
0: <laughs> 15 years it's been it's pretty bad it hasn't <laughs> let up at all
1: yeah you need to know something about wrestling you can come ask jack yeah. as you've heard I from know the other two everything, shows pretty much so but um let, let's let the audience get a little bit know, chris um chris you've uh you did wrestling. You were actually in a ring before with uh, some underground guys. Uh, yes, I was. Um, what, care to explain? Um, Tell guess... them the name. You can promote them if you want. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> this is a free show. Um, wow, it's probably been since like three years since I've I really wrestled seriously. Um, I guess it started like right after like, 2005, I guess. It was family and friends. We just started up a little federation. We had our own um, UGW yeah um that's where everything all started from where I got my scar <laughs> <laughs> um from there it went. I was with some other federation and jackson uh brookwood brookwood four I wrestled with them for a while, maybe about a year year or so they had a an access channel on cable right Uh yeah public access they did that um they they got a couple indie guys the, their main like their their main whole thing is uh Steve, they had Steve Carino They brought Steve Carino in They paid him a couple times He was with them Managed a couple wrestlers in there And then everything started changing You could tell it was all politics and stuff Which is pretty much every federation anyway yeah. um, Things, I guess things started to go sour With a bunch of people You, you kind of learn who you can trust in there And I ended up leaving I don't know if it was good or bad I didn't have any problems really with anyone So I didn't think it was any bad terms on that I went to another federation NEWA Which was in New Egypt Probably was with them for like 8 months to a year all of this happening in New Jersey, yeah, not going out of state. Yeah, um, they had a couple indie guys, which was cool. They actually bought a real ring, wrestled in a real, real live ring, which was amazing. It's it's definitely nothing like a little small tight indie ring or uh, trampoline. It's just it's it's just way better. It's it's amazing. What was it like a thirty by thirty? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, it's full on. The full on. You built it yourself, kind of like the oh, yeah. ones you and I, I were looking at for like three grand. Yeah, they they had a professional team come in and build these things and from scratch. Okay, team build it. Yeah. Oh, they didn't put it together. Damn! So well, it was, like uh, some
0: independent promotions where they'll have guys build the ring and like promote the shows and everything else. So like yeah, they'll like actually hire promoters. And all uh, yeah. A lot of these indie, like Ring of Honor, actually not really like some other smaller promotions other than Ring of Honor do mm. that.
1: Gotcha. They got they buy like their own promoters and stuff like like a band. ECW
0: is one of them where they would if they were traveling they'd set up the ring and guys like Bubba Ray Dudley and Taz would
1: and Dreamer Tommy yeah, Dreamer used to would, sell <laughs> shit out of the back of his <laughs> car,
0: sell T-shirts and promote the shows and book everything and they would do everything pretty much work for paul Heyman more than just his performers
1: mm. anything else chris um <laughs> as far as like no that that was pretty much it we um i guess we did a little bit of wrestling on from then and just stuff happening mean, in the middle of starting to move out and trying to get stuff started in a different life i guess and it just stuff kind of faded away and they broke up again it just all comes down to politics is all it really comes down to politics and favorites no, of course. I mean that that goes on for every business no matter where yeah, you yeah. go. Of of wrestling
0: is very like political Oh, yeah. Oriented, I mean, I know like Jack I've steps told on you, everybody. So. Jack's
1: always had the dream of actually being a write- trying to be a writer for WWE. Oh yeah, and when we were going to Boston, we passed the headquarters. And first oh no Jack- way! That's oh yeah, cool, yeah. Jacko uh, like jizzed his pants going up there. <laughs> but I know for a fact that With if- six
0: other guys in the car. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know for a fact that if Jack were to ever try to get a job there, he would have to hide the fact that he was a huge fan from everybody, because then they just. Well, They, they want people you. with
0: a vast knowledge of the product. That's mm-hmm. one of the requirements. You have to know. Well, you have you're, to know you the have product, to know your but shit. You're, but
1: besides knowing the product, you're a fan. Absolutely. Y- and and you've been a fan forever. And they don't want to see that. They just want to see a business aspect.
0: Yeah, you have to treat everybody equally, and everybody's different behind the scenes than they are on camera. Oh, of course, so I couldn't like, be like, oh well, I want John Cena or Daniel Bryan to win every match.
1: Right, because uh, like, I love I, Cena. Uh, no,
0: actually, uh, CM Punk is actually the, <laughs> the best one right now. But like, I wouldn't like book CM Punk to Constantly. win everything, yeah. or like I couldn't go in. Like you said, as a fan, I'd have to do it as all right. We want to move this next guy up. Write for him, book him in the, mm-hmm. this like, him against him. Write the outcome, something like did, that. You'd now, did you get, ever have to deal a with that Chris aspect of it?
1: I mean, not with, like, besides the backyard stuff. I mean, when you got into like serious with the B Four W and with um the new Egypt guys. Did they have something like that? Like we're gonna push this guy because we want him to be like a crowd favorite? Um, no. It seemed like they gave everyone pretty much a fair shot. It was just the gimmicks. They would change your name around. Um, yeah, I know they changed your name. Yeah, they they let you with, yeah. if you if you brought a move in as as your finisher. Uh, if they liked it, it was or didn't. Nobody else had it. They kept it. That was fine. Um, otherwise, they give you one. They give you a storyline. Give you the whole the whole nine yards on on a, a creative character, I guess. And they would just put that like that. Um, Everything was always uh, Obviously scripted They would tell us What's going on before A couple days before Weeks before a match And stuff's going on Make everything perfect. They they wanted like clean, spotless. Even though this was a, a really tiny promotion, they want to make this as professional as possible. Of course. Yeah, you course. never know where a
0: talent scout could be located in a crowd. oh yeah, with, exactly. With the, with the New
1: Egypts guys, oh, yeah. I went to the, to one match that Chris had. What did they call you then? Because typically Chris was called Rain. Oh no, R-A- no I was Rain and in, in, you were New, a, in new rain, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, I was. Okay, I was it's R R A Y N E. He's had that name forever, just like I have had A Wall, which I have my little figure over there, which our friend <laughs> made for us. Um Going back to like the backyard stuff we used to do at his uh, stepmom's house, we used to have the trampoline set up, and what was it, the flying squirrel? Yeah, is that what we called squirrel. it? Yeah, he would jump off the handmade deck that his father made off the pool onto whomever was the unlucky victim on the trampoline. Yeah, usually <laughs> on a trash can. <laughs> yeah, on a trash. Yeah, they were stuffed in the trash can. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely. It was really, really fun. And I wished all of us had gotten together and kept UGW alive. Because if we were to get successful, like up there, not even WWE standards, but enough, like maybe an ECW. Well,
0: that's how the Hardy started. They had Omega. Yeah, that's true. They started in their own backyard and just grew the promotion from really? ground yep. up. And same right. with CM Punk. Actually, he in yeah. Chicago, he, he had his own. Um, that's right. From the documentary, he and his friends built a wrestling organization out of their backyard, and he was the one who got professional. One of the ones who got professionally trained and is the top guy in the business right now. So like from the people have started from the ground up in their backyard and have made this. Like they, they would like they would book local shows, they go to yeah, they go the circuses or fairs yep. or Absolutely. sell tickets, in you put never stuff know where in, somebody yeah. might be. Oh of course. And
1: like going back to the New Egypt guys, it was really, really professional. They let you keep your name there. Um Yeah, they let me keep my whole nine yards where, that I've had for years, everything we're cool. we saw was that New Egypt high school that I saw you in? Oh uh, yes it was. Uh, Full on ring, full bleachers, everything. It was pretty, for a really small independent show, those are. Couple hundred people there, I'd say. It yeah, was nice. It was
0: good. That's really paying your dues, like doing high school shows, and yeah. stuff like that. The,
1: t- the two, the tag team that came in, they were from Canada, weren't yeah, the they? Canadian tag team, yeah, they were actually professional indie. Yeah, they were cool guys, real cool guys, looking for the closest weed seller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from probably Canada, just of course, yeah, right? Biology. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're probably dealing with the pain shit because you yeah. put your body through some shit. Yeah. Well, well, it, I think Jack Swagger got caught recently with marijuana. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't or, know. It's it's. it's I guess I don't know it's uh, it's it's hard to find a good backyard federation that you're like oh they're not too bad because every time you see one everyone's swinging weapons and it's just anyone can pick something up and hit somebody with it yeah, you it's have to learn the to skill, skill of wrestling yeah, exactly. that's, that's the
0: thing Like a, a lot of these guys who just fight in their backyards I, ju- I, just I looked think down everyone them starts I like, out 14, 15 like, that's at, uh, least, yeah. at
1: least our generation we all started out like that because we grew up in the attitude era and that's the hard core, exactly. and, and B- in the B- hardboiled B- and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> kendo sticks. Let me tell you something about kendo sticks. <laughs> it doesn't matter how soft you hit someone with a kendo it stick. Like a it's set. Sa- no, besides hurting, it sounds like you walloped the fuck out of them. Yeah. Um. Chris and I. Well, Chris has a VHS uh, h- camcorder, which you just recently, or Mike, my cousin, our cousin, just gave back to you, right? Yes. Um, we're trying to charge it up so we can actually watch the footage again. It's downstairs, Jack. <laughs> as soon as we get this shit charged, I'm going to let you see this stuff. All right. I just hope the video is still in there. It just don't right. know what happened to it. Because eh. it... I'd love I love to show this to Jack just so Jack can get a, a glimpse into what happened. <laughs> I've done have this your many famous, times. Uh, stop sign incident on the tape or no? No, Pos- no that was at night. Yes. We didn't have a, we, this was this is a little you know Sony hand handheld uh. camcorder, <laughs> so it's not like it had a professional setup. But that was at night. We did that in, bunch of, in front of a bunch of like seven eight year olds. That was like and, the best backyard show we ever did. Oh, they loved us. They absolutely. It was all family and friends of the family, and we're just doing our sh- our shtick, which we've always done because we got the idea from playing. Playing the, the wrestling games on what was it, PlayStation Two at the time? Uh, yeah, I think that was like SmackDown, Know Your Role, or Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, creating characters, creating awesome. ourselves, and then going out into the trampoline. and be Like, no, do this. No, no, no. no. Come here, and let me, let me, you know, suplex you. Now, let me hold you up in the air for like five seconds and yeah, suplex you. Getting <laughs> ideas from the video game the going outside, and I'm pretty sure that's how everyone started.
0: Yeah, I can remember a lot of like backyard wrestling coming up in the late '90s. People would just um, there were people like who would just. Distribute their own tapes and oh, the, the cable access yeah. channels and oh. oh yeah it was loaded and even I think like one video store had like some backyard federation like mixed in with the WWF stuff mm-hmm. uh, and of course there's ICP yeah.
1: <laughs> JCW yep JCW <laughs>
0: Juggalo uh... Scott Hall was a part of that for a while no what, way really serious yeah. Yeah. yeah he would he was would that show... before the Coke or after
1: uh, during <laughs> ongoing oh, <laughs> still, still. <laughs> I think unfortunately for Scott Hall
0: but um, I remember just. Learning wrestling was just watching wrestling religiously. I would I learned how to do the figure four by watching WCW Monday Night. That was video games week. for us. Oh, I watched because,
1: tons of Ric Flair matches. Oh, for us, that was the when you create a character. It's like, oh, I want this special move. Keep replaying it. Keep watching it. How did he yeah. put it? <laughs> what was it the the, um, the the death lock from Triple H that he put in? Oh yeah, that the they had the that Indian death lock. Yeah, the, the Indian. Indian yeah. Well, the modified Indian death lock that he put in. And it, I just watched it religiously. Chris, how much does that hurt? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of hurts. I never learned <laughs> that. I watched that.
0: How, how does he do that? Like,
1: I just get to say. That was the thing with us. It's like we'd literally be in Chris's dad's basement playing the video game and go outside to the trampoline and be like, okay, let's do this. All right, I watched this. I'm okay, boom, does this hurt? Yeah, get the fuck off me. That's I can dude, never do the sharpshooter. No matter oh, how hard yeah. I try to do it, I would oh, do the sharpshooter correctly. <laughs> I'd always put my foot
0: through, grab my friend's legs, turn around, and be like, shit,
1: they broke off. Like, I, no. I don't know what to do. Now, that was Sting's move first, right? That was Sting's move?
0: I uh, know, but I think it was... No, it was Brett's because Brett was in there before Brett, Sting.
1: Brett was more famous before Sting. Yeah, um, they both had the same move. I don't think they it's really. Had a I think
0: Sting's a little bit more like he stands up a little bit more, where Brett would put pressure. Brett would sit on your Brett back. Was, yeah, he would sit down. Oh,
1: I got gotcha. you. And Sting stood up, and I like, just kept you in like that's Almost why it was like a the scorpion. Yes, yes, in the wh- the way he stood with it. That's why he was called the scorpion deathlock because you looked like a scorpion, like I your gotcha. body yeah. was twisted that way. I got gotcha. you. Know, Brett would Brett or just, Owen would sit down. Even the Rock like, also
0: like just sits down like when y- he
1: yeah, does that. And, like a lot of crab almost mm. that was another thing uh doing the back doing the backyard stuff chris how much does it take a toll on your body like can you attribute that to like seeing all those uh public service announcements in the beginning of the show it's like don't do this at home it's gonna hurt oh totally <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing you can you can mess something up like if if you or the other person's fighting whatever movie you're doing it, it could really go wrong seriously like with me and mike in the arm lock oh, totally i put my cousin in a simple arm bar you know Got the arm between your legs. You got your legs over there. And if you pull too far, you will bust their elbow. Open, yeah. Oh, totally. I locked his elbow. I locked his arm straight out. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he was cursing my name for a couple minutes there. We had to pop his <laughs> pop his elbow back in place. It, there, there is no joke.
0: Oh, yeah. A friend of mine, I think, put the ankle lock on me one time, and I was like, holy shit, this really, really fucking hurts. Get off of me. <laughs> Please get off of me. I have to walk tomorrow. Right. I got shit to do. Yeah. And I had a bad ankle anyway, because I hurt myself when I was a kid, and when he did, it like, was like two years after like I, was, I had a small ankle injury, and it like, It hurt. Oh, of course. It was dumb on my part. But like, yeah, put me in the ankle lock. But it's like, oh, who, shit. Who volunteers for that yeah. <laughs> Well, I can't talk. We are trying out submission moves. I should <laughs> figure four. You do something. Is all right. Ankle lock.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was, my, that was my forte was all the submission stuff. That was my character's thing. I, I, I was a big Dean Malenko fan, the man of a thousand oh, holes. Oh, Malenko is awesome. Um, so that's what I did. Chris was a high flyer. He was a hardy boy. You loved them. Yes. All that stuff. Um, We had our little, uh, we had uh, our cousin Mike was big daddy. He was just a straight brawler. Uh, John, what would you consider John to be? John would be like a brawler, grappler. Yeah, just a general. I guess like the classic old school type wrestling. Well, yeah, because he wasn't really that athletic. Yeah, he wasn't really that athletic to begin with. Yeah. So like he would be like a Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan would just do leg drops and simple stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like like um maybe a Sergeant Slaughter or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's better.
1: And Courtney would try to. Courtney was trying. He was a bigger guy. Courtney was like 6'3", six, six, oh, three. Three, Yeah, he doing high flying stuff. So it's interesting to see him do stuff, which is weird because and like when you're with your friends and stuff, it's it's usually the shorter guys tend to be the high flyers. But usually in wrestling, it's like normal height is to be short is like six three, which yeah, is normal yeah. high flyer. So yeah. it's it's crazy watching someone that's really that tall doing. Doing little guy stuff. <laughs> at, at one I mean,
0: time, Shawn Michaels was the smallest champion, and he was like six three, six four. Shawn Michaels was six three, really, yeah, something like that. It's, I mean,
1: for those of us, for those out there listening, Chris is the same size as Rey Mysterio, height wise. So just think about think about that. Rey Mysterio, what are you 5'6"? six? Yeah, he's 5'6". six. Yeah, that's. You know, I mean, take the muscles away, Chris isn't that. big. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes, but seriously, that that's how big Chris is, and he's doing all this stuff. Courtney is the size of you know, Shawn Michaels. flying off the top. All the rest of us were about 5'10, 5'11. We're yeah, yeah. normal height for a normal normal adult, well, teenager at the time. Yeah, doing this shit off a trampoline, flying, jumping off the trampoline onto the dirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did that time we did that too. The foundation for wrestling has always been independent wrestling. And yeah, there's always guys who come up through those channels that make it to the next level. Some people do, some people don't. Some people work their whole lives and never get there. And there's guys who are under 5 years who get in and get into the WWE or what used to be WCW work at the power plant there. Oh, the power facility. plant. Yeah, I
1: remember the uh, the ads for that because when um, before I had cable, there were certain channels that regular TV would allow you to have, and one of them was what uh, was the USA or no, T TNT. TNT, Yeah. That's what WCW was on, and they would have ads for the power plant after the show. Like, they were trying to find talent. Oh, they talent. the shit out of that on Nitro and Thunder. Yeah. Like, Goldberg. Goldberg yes. Goldberg's perfect example.
0: Came up through the WCW power plant, and he was a star instantly.
1: Yeah, and uh, they just made him a, a machine. Like, wh- that was less than, fi- less than five years so Goldberg him. came in in, like, 97,
0: and then a year later was champion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, w- he was a big 175
1: guy. 175
0: wins. Yeah. yeah. He played for the Falcons and then got into <laughs> yeah. wrestling and then had the like look, had everything. Diamond
1: Dallas Page, like, he got with him?
0: I think uh, Dallas Page. He he was wrestling for years, like in the eighties. Oh yeah, his, well, his his um, he was in Point Pleasant, doors. and he yeah, actually his was... his
1: uh, cousin worked for uh, PRC, the last company I worked for. So Veronica yeah. knew his cousin. Like they, he used to work on the crew. <laughs>
0: he actually was. He would do. Um, he got his big break in WCW in like the mid nineties, but he yeah, actually yeah. drove the Honky Tonk Man to and. In the Cadillac to WrestleMania one year, really? Yeah, like WrestleMania six. He was a chauffeur. Yeah, so I mean, he's done things, but he's never he made it big as a star. Like his, I want to say, like maybe late thirties. Like it took him forever to become a star. Mm -hmm. When he became big in WCW, he was a phenomenon. Self high five, yeah,
1: diamond cutter, yes.
0: Uh, I mean, like there's so many guys who just it it takes them a long time, but then there's also now more so than maybe. 15 years ago, there's been more uh, training facilities like OVW used to be the training grounds for WWE. That's where guys like Lesnar and Cena and uh, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas all got their start OVW. In, in the developmental territory. You go to the WWE, you go to developmental, and then uh, they sold that off. Actually, no, they they left with OVW, and now they have their own. They went to Florida and purchased Florida Championship Wrestling. and OVW did? No, oh. WWE. Yes, oh, their training facility now is NXT. What used okay. to be on television is now their training.
1: Okay, so so it's so OVW doesn't exist anymore.
0: Oh no, it does. They actually work with TNA now.
1: Oh, okay. they're bringing
0: up the TNA stars. I gotcha. So, uh, but I mean, there's more wrestling schools that are affiliated with the company, a major company now. The two big ones, WWE and TNA. And they groom people for success, give them storylines, give them championships, and they pretty much work their own thing. It's independent from WWE, and then they bring them up to the main roster. But it takes a long time for people to... I mean, there's always, like, what it seems is every decade there's a new class of guys who come along and become the stars of the next decade. Ten years ago in Ring of Honor Wrestling, when that started as an independent thing after ECW and WCW went out of business, CM Punk, Samoa Joe... Daniel Bryan, well Brian Danielson is his real name. Yeah. Uh, um a lot of guys in TNA like AJ Styles, Chris Daniels, uh, all these young talent came up through an independent system and now they're the big stars of today and it seems like that always happens every 10 years there's somebody else like Steve Austin was big in the early like in the early 90s he was wrestling all over Texas stunning and Stunning Steve. Austin? Yeah, yeah, Stunning yeah, Steve. Stunning <laughs> Steve and by the late 90s he was the biggest he's bigger than Hulk Hogan ever Seriously. was.
1: Oh, ever was, ever was. I mean, he, years. And he and yeah he takes so much. It's not just
0: in ring skills. He
1: still is, and just like the Rock, the, even though like technically right now the Rock is still champion, and it, it, that, and this is what kind of upsets me with with WWE, especially right now. Yeah, he came back. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, see, this is uh, this shows. Hey, I, I haven't watched it in so long. I feel like. Oh yeah, the Rock. Came he's back. been. He the came Rock back two came.
0: years ago, but he's only had three matches yeah. since his return. And But when
1: he yeah. But when he came back, it was the most. I think it was like one of the highest rated Raw it was Raw right Oh yeah he
0: came back on Raw It was rock, incredible
1: so. like Chris I got goosebumps Cuz I mean <laughs> look at us we were huge fans of the Rock that's like where um, he we was got my hero our that, charisma like, from 15 to it's 6 It's just watching him and when he came back the audience just fucking blew up I'm surprised the building didn't fall back down from the cheering he admitted the fact that you know he went to Hollywood and that this is where he should stay and this is where he started and that
0: he, was, a, it's he, in, he said, it, it's in my blood.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm here. And he here. did try to keep a, a presence in the WWE afterwards. He, um, Cena made fun of him because he used to do uh, via satellite talks.
0: Yeah, he came back to work with John Cena because, well, actually, there was a report years ago where Cena said in an interview, The Rock gives nothing back to our business. And yeah, I think The that Rock kinda, left, and that's it. It was when done. When he came back, it's like, all right, I'm going to work. I, I think there was a, a, a pretty big personal issue between them. And they work through it, and like, it a lot seemed, of guys. It seemed that back, way. There's so many young guys, and like the WWE now is so different than it was five years ago because a lot of the top guys are on minimal schedules or retiring. Triple H is only on minimal schedule. Undertaker wrestles once a year. Undertaker's so probably, probably done after retired. wrestling. Jericho comes in and like Undertaker, comes and goes. He's yeah, like sixty plus tax. <laughs> <laughs> just about. Um, uh, Paul,
1: uh, Chris, did you hear about Paul Bearer? Yes, he just passed away. Absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, Um they did they did mention it on um SmackDown, like, right? They did a well, tribute was it Raw? on Raw Monday night. Was it was Raw when the t- when the two of them, when Kane and Undertaker both came out and they kind of like did saluted pose, it. But then
0: they also threw in this cuz he's a feuding with Punk now, that Punk inter- and is Yeah. yeah. No, uh, Undertaker and Punk are at WrestleMania this year. We'll oh, talk that- about it a little bit later on, but um he interfered and like, interfered in the uh, the tribute, and then he took the urn and hit Kane over the head with it because he had a match with Kane, and then mm-hmm. he took it into the pose, and, like, they didn't do it to desecrate Paul Bearer's memory. They
1: did it to continue a storyline between Kane they, and...
0: It, they did, but it didn't, like, he didn't insult Paul Bearer be like, he was this, he was that. It, it, it didn't run him down. He just... The symbol was he took the urn, which is always Paul Bearer's...
1: Yeah, that was his trademark. ...trademark he yeah. comes
0: to the ring with, and he took it and stole it from uh, the Undertaker as a sign of disrespect, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, and this should be Undertaker's last match, honestly. The guy's old. The guy's tired. If he wants to work once a year for like two more WrestleManias, that's fine.
0: But I, I don't know. He doesn't have anything else to prove.
1: No, he doesn't. He'll, I mean, kick, like, your, he'll kick your ass. <laughs> I mean, the thing is with the Undertaker now
0: in WWE, he uh, he's not there all the time. So we are seeing what WWE would be like without him. But at the same time, there's always the thing in the back of your mind. It's like, oh, he's going to come back. Right. We've never worked without Undertaker won't be back. So when the day that that actually happens, where you know the Undertaker is done for good, it's going to be a little surreal. Because you always think in the back of your mind, all right, yeah, Undertaker's not here, hasn't been here in a year, but he will come back
1: at WrestleMania. Yeah, and what happens wrestle- when
0: the day that – and it's coming sooner than later. Like, what happens when he doesn't? Right. I mean, he like, JR and he's thing.
1: a and he's like one of the guys in the locker room that you have he's to impress the locker room leader, pretty much. You have to impress Undertaker if you don't impress Undertaker after coming up from no matter where the fuck you came from. If you don't impress him, you may not make it that far. No, <laughs> uh. and it's not even that's not even coming from like a threat standpoint, it's just just a business. It's the way act. it is, it's is the environment. Like the, is he like the new Bradshaw behind the locker room now? What do you mean? Exactly. Well, Bradshaw was just like a dick. He would just and Bradshaw like, ran stiff, stiff everybody. everybody, everybody no, branches, no, 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 just, no, no. No Undertaker.
0: No Undertaker's always been the guy that because he's been there at this point the longest. Where he's been, uh, I want to say he he's always been the guy, Vince's guy, and he's always just been the conscience, and he's always like helped to further the product. He's been a, he's a company guy, and he's the he's the guy that you want to impress because he's the veteran there. He's the guy that has not some
1: th- not. He, Chris, to answer your question, not so much in the fact where he's like, he's like he's not your general manager where you have to do stuff to impress him. It's like, if he sees you do something out of the ordinary, like, take Cena, for example. Cena came out and uh, wrestled against, um, damn it, I can't think of his name. He fought, his first match was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. And he actually fought and he tried. And then later on, they showed Undertaker walking up to him and saying, good job. Now look at Cena. Cena's the biggest biggest fucking thing next to The Rock was, you know? And, and the fact that Undertaker came up to him, that may not have been scripted. That may have been complete backstage politics going, no, that was really good. That, that's pretty yeah, good. You have to that's him what himself. you want Undertaker to say to you. Not like Bradshaw, where he's just being a fucking dick to you the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I'm Bradshaw rich.
0: made people's lives miserable behind totally. the scenes. The Miz. He, really? he ran the Miz down so much, but now look at where the Miz is. He's a big star in the company. right? So, I mean, like you have to and now, Now,
1: Bradshaw, was he... Loaded, rich wise, money wise, before he became. Oh yeah, that's where he JBL. got his persona.
0: He he's always been a guy. He's always been a stock market guy. Yeah,
1: put his money into. <laughs> he's stock, in, he's incredibly stock, he, intelligent. He, did what he was supposed to. And oh, he no, a Character <laughs> out of that. No, I really. He was with the acolytes and then with the APA, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I love well, that the was APA. like just
0: being a general ass kicker, but then he, <laughs> he, to get to the next level because he he was in his like thirties or 40, like, near forty when he became the the JBL. Champion. And he he said, you know, if I I have a persona that I could use to take myself to the next level, and this is it. You know, I'm a financial analyst. I I know how to play the stock market. He looked like the guy he wouldn't believe would be a stock market kind Not of guy. Not at that point, no. But he he definitely became and that, that, that persona. And that's what I, I meant. Like when, when you, you awesome. saw
1: when you saw him as. APA the one of the workers of the APA he had you know the black hair the goatee and everything I still couldn't believe that was him when he changed his hair when yeah when he blonded yeah. his hair out and shaved his face it's like no and it isn't he came clean cut yeah. yeah this is what it, you know it's been under the surface the whole time it's like yeah I've had all this money fuck you guys that's crazy
0: yeah uh I one the biggest independent promotion was definitely of all time and hasn't been top since Z C W that oh, changed completely. that changed everything because wrestling was so cartoony and over the top, and hero driven. Oh yeah, and, and ECW, as small as it was, made a huge impact to where people were like, "Yeah, we need to change our attitude a little bit." We, yeah, we need Less to make talk, this more fight. I mean, <laughs> and the guys would just—I watched some of the matches, Brutalize still each like, other. I don't understand how this was even legal. Like some of this shit—the the, cheese graters and a barbed wire match. And I, I,
1: how, how, how do human beings go through this? I don't know. Go talk to Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Oh, man. I mean, please, sir, can I he have would, another? He would never be allowed to wrestle in first blood matches because when he smashed himself with the beer, he always lost. <laughs> <laughs> and it was no surprise. I mean,
0: you look at Devon Dudley's head right now, and it's so much scar tissue build up on the top of his head. Like, if you poke him, it'll, like, be like <laughs> faucet. I mean, they, those guys did so much to – and it, it was all for entertaining an audience you have to look oh, at it that way but and like, the audience was they ate like that a shit roman colosseum <laughs> it was like it was like a roman I Coliseum think they were the in their place of m- many like parental groups and stuff like oh yeah, anti violence be... groups oh, my and God, my kids yeah. can't
1: watch this i think it was like fred Durst who did something on one of his shows like he popped one of the guys with a fucking chair once i think so yeah it, Still, like, what was it? The one time where, like, the entire audience was throwing chairs into the ring? Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: Balls Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scaffold match. I don't understand how this was possible. You fought on a scaffold and landed on 12 tables. <laughs> like, like, this is going to last That's video game four minutes shit. long.
1: <laughs> That's video game shit. That's not real life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, people just ate it up. They wanted to see the violence. But also the ECW crowd was intelligent where they wanted to see a match, too. Like, if Eddie Guerrero or Chris Benoit or... Malenko or Jericho came through. They wanted to see a wrestling match. Well, they and I, that's what a lot of like TV wasn't pro- like they produced a decent amount, but you weren't having like match of the year candidates on Monday Nitro and Raw as much as ECW.
1: No, and they really brought the cruiserweight division to the forefront. Oh, yeah. well before WCW did because WCW is very cruiserweight. ECW, I would say, was like almost completely. Oh, they bought those
0: guys in th- from Mexico and yeah. Puerto Rico just to uh that had never been seen before in the US to my knowledge and it it, it completely changed everything and I think WCW is like oh we can we can do that we're the biggest company right now and that's where they faltered cuz they didn't have like they just grabbed things but they didn't know how they to couldn't run pay a business for yeah they didn't know him. how to run a wrestling business it was owned by Warner Brothers and it, it just said, like, get ratings that's all we care about and the whole place just fell apart
1: um other than ECW there was TNA which wasn't too bad the only thing I didn't like about that was the crazy Crazy octagonal ring they had going on there. But there was a lot of talent. It was pretty good. Um, I guess the story wasn't too bad. It was kind of a mix between WWE or F, whichever you prefer. Um, <laughs> I still call it WWF. Um, it's I guess the comments kind of between that and ECW, It was a lot of pain and a lot of... Uh, a lot of wrestling. Yeah. A lot yeah. of actual wrestling, not so much story. I, I felt it was always so much
0: more like an old school wrestling because it was like a foundation of that. Like the old NWA was... Present in that for some reason, but it, they were doing things I never saw before. PD I mean. Williams.
1: Yeah, PD Williams. He is still like one of my favorite finishing moves of all time. I the think can, it still is the voted. Canadian yeah. back uh, the, the Canadian Destroyer was like, It was like, a, it was the, a, year, like a the flipping pile driver. That's so sick. Now, again, Chris and myself doing the backyard wrestling think about the physics of that move oh it's crazy the trust that has to be between those two wrestlers to be able to pull something like that off seriously because a back uh, a pile driver alone can severely injure you and now you're flipping it yeah literally flipping it and it's funny because somebody's done a front flip over you and it's the person that's underneath is really doing all the work and it's just how much leverage do you want to give yourself and it's just crazy when you see it in motion it it's, it's it's really truly nice. is poetry. Yeah, like, seriously. It, it really is poetry, emotion. As I want the how hardy ways to that like, How he came up with that? Oh my God! I'm sure he <laughs> <got> some inspiration, <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: whether it be chemical or otherwise. I, I had to rewind that on, like, on TV or whatever. I had a tape of that. I taped an episode. It was like the first time I saw. It. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck oh, was yeah. that? I, I seriously had watched it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still could
1: not believe it. And TNA at the time when they started was I think it was like on ESPN two or something like that. Oh no, they were on pay per view. Oh, themselves. was it? Yeah, I remember catching it on one of the sport networks, and it was only so long. Like it was only a half hour long, and they timed everything. Yeah, I remember down that. to the minute, like it was an actual sporting event, like basketball or something. And I was, and I saw Pete Williams pull that off, and I just sat there in amazement. Just what the <laughs> fuck
0: was that? And AJ Styles was another one of my favorites. AJ
1: Styles, like, yeah, he God, wasn't that too guy
0: bad. can fly. Like he's. Uh, Human being can fly, like I believe it. Like <laughs> floated over the top rope, or did
1: these somersaults Always. and just like. Well, that's just with oh um, God. Rob Van Dam when he did the Van Terminator and flew across the ring. Yes. Uh, and he kicked you in the face with the, uh, the chair. Well, the, chair. With the chair. That's the Van Terminator, and he started. And now Shane, uh, Shane McMahon took that from him. Yes, when he did that against his, I think it was his father first, yeah, yeah, right? He it coast to Coast, or Coast something, to Coast, something yeah, like that. Had the garbage can in his face and just yeah. straight yes. in his face, just jumped across the whole fucking ring. That was amazing. And that, sadly, that was the first time I'd seen that. I didn't know Rob Van Dam did that first. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't. I um, I never
0: saw like Rob Van Dam do it with a chip but when I did, it was like. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we knew the guy was crazy already because like, his hero was Sabu. Oh, I love Sabu. He re- the g- only guy I know never had an entrance. Just the lights go black and come back on. He's in the ring. And,
0: that and was his entrance. He had a chair and he threw it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was his <laughs> entrance.
1: Like, how can you beat that?
0: I love the buildup of him and Taz. Like that Sabu hole. and Taz oh my god that was like a year in the making and they just like never touched one another when that match
1: happened it was awesome <laughs> I don't even remember that I, I really don't remember Sabu versus Taz at all I, I remember somebody I don't remember who it was but I know there was a match with Sabu and someone flung him over their head and he landed on his neck and broke his neck and oh, he had to roll yeah. out the ring taped or he, he broke his jaw one time and he taped it, I it think like it made it was a curse around Rock. his head was Washington it Chris Benoit threw
0: him yeah, he did a German suplex and he landed directly yeah. on his head.
1: Oh, he broke his neck. He rolled out he the ring. Back and ran in like back three months. Too. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> Him and Tajiri had a lot of matches together. Oh, that would have oh, yeah. Tigray per- awesome. Oh. For the two of them to go against each other would have been They're perfect. Awesome, I love Tajiri. Really good wrestler.
0: The fucking green mist.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, spitting in your eye. Who? He was the one who came out with the, the kanji all over his body, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't too bad. There was a couple other wrestlers I liked. Um, Sanjay Dutt, I liked. He, I think he was Sanjay from TNA. Yeah, uh, the, was messiah, from a. the Messiah good. of backbreakers. Every move, counter, anything <laughs> oh my he God, did, yeah, always he was like, turned into a backbreaker. He threw really... people
0: over his head and just like ended up on their knee
1: right, there. right then and there. Sanjay Dutt. I was going to go look Dutt. him up again. Yeah, he's,
0: he's pretty good. Samoa Joe was a guy that... A guy Another where... big guy that flew. When I saw him yeah, for the first weird. time wrestle, I heard so much buzz about him, but I never saw one of his matches because it was on the independent scene. But when he came to the TNA... I was like, how is a human being that size physically yeah. able to do this <laughs> It's like shit almost Rikishi
1: jumping across the ring. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he's a big dude. Like, heavy, like height and weight-wise, he's not that tiny. And he, he could can fly, too. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That was a good thing I liked about TNA. It, Chris said that he didn't like the octagon ring. I love the fucking octagon ring. Because, yeah. like, with the Canadian Destroyer or any of the, the variations of, like, the diamond cutter, you would go on different angles. Like, the, the physics of that and the, um, what was the, X-Division? Is that, oh, yeah. that that literally? They would have the X wires the, across yeah, the top the ultimate of the ring. Match, yeah. Apparently, oh it was they said it was rumored that um a lot of the wrestlers don't like the ring because the ropes are so short and it hurts when they they too Yeah. Now they're
0: back to a normal four sided ring because yeah, that, that, that's Hogan and ones. Bischoff though. Yeah. I mean it's kind of disappointing because I when I started watching I was like I don't mind the six sided ring it's pretty cool for what they do mm-hmm. yeah exactly it, for all the impact points and everything that they have in that ring it's pretty awesome but a lot of the veterans are probably like, well I don't like it because because, like what yeah, Chris just said. It's not what it is. Yeah. You're not
1: used to the, the lag on the ropes yeah, exactly. and things like that. Probably hurts like hell. I mean, yeah. it is like thick cables, man, wrapped in just tape and padding. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you, you would know. Well, I didn't see you bounce off the ropes that much in, in the one match you did, but you still probably had to get used to it. Oh, yeah, you had to bounce off a couple times, get a feel for it. Do your drills and whatnot. Of course. I, I still would have loved to get the fucking ring and actually get in a ring. Now, being in a ring, Chris, how much did it hurt getting... Actually, suplex and whatnot. Oh, it, honestly, honestly, it d- it did not hurt. Really, it really didn't hurt getting suplex and stuff like that. Because you knew how to fall. I, I guess that that does help. You no, know, knowing like how to take a bump and whatnot. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like even jumping off the top rope, doing your, your squirt. I think you did. The I squirrel. think no, I think I retired that after after the underground stuff that I used to do. That was I never really did that after that. I truly uh, I I stayed on the ground. So I remember when when you did the match you had it against uh, well someone dressed as Spider Man. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> he, Which was crazy Because like This kid Now I don't know Who this guy was But watching Chris and him Go back and forth It was like watching a mirror Because this kid w- Would climb all over the ring He was hanging upside down Like he, his entrance He would come in He'd go and put himself In the tree of woe In the corner of the ring And act like Spider-Man And shit That was uh, pretty interesting
0: awesome. Other than Steve Carino Did you meet any other wrestlers Like have you met Anybody else in the business Like that was a big name Or semi big name
1: uh, No that was really it Homicide was supposed to be there um, Oh awesome yeah, we I, I was really psyched to go see him. Um, but it, we were all bummed out because he never made it. But at the time, it was Steve Carino and Homicide were feuding because they were talking about each other's families or something like that. It, it was just bad, so... He so was like, actually bad blood
0: between the two of them. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be like be professionally. Treat, those guys. Yeah. Homicide had another one of those moves. The uh, the Gringo Killer. Yeah, the Gringo Killer, yeah. <laughs> vertebrae breaker. What? Oh my God, is the vertebrae <laughs> <laughs> As they called it, he would like scoop his arms and like drop you on your neck,
1: like. Yeah. Like a no, slide. I know. I know what the vertebraker breaker <laughs> is, dude. <laughs> I get one of those things. Play the video game. All right, let's see if we can do this again. <laughs> Holy uh, shit.
0: I did uh, a couple of years ago, like seven years ago. I met Christian at an event. Um, when he was a world champion in TNA, I met Abyss. I met AJ Styles. Abyss is big, isn't he? Oh my God, he's huge. As <laughs> a big, sweaty dude. <laughs> um, uh, who else did I meet? I met Sanjay Dutt. I met Alex Shelley. Nice. And um, actually, the job I work at. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was on a cash register, and Greg DeHammer Valentine came through my line. And I was like, are you Greg Valentine? I shook his hand. I was like, I can't fucking believe this. I just <laughs> met him when I was at work. <laughs> Find shampoo and contact solution. Like, dude, I'm a huge fan. I said to him right then and there. Like, I held up my line. I'm like, dude, I'm a fan. Thank you for everything. Just, like, shook his hand. And he smiled and did right. Well, that's like, all you'd want. And, yeah, honestly. honestly. I was like, oh, I didn't mark out. I was... uh Mark like, out,
1: he's <laughs> using terms you're like "what the fuck." <laughs> um,
0: but I, I, you know, I shook his hand. I was like, "That's fucking awesome." And I, and I actually, um, when I was like 16, I walked by, um, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, he's at, at, at the Boardwalk. Yeah, I saw him. I saw that guy's that it. It's Bam Bam Bigelow. He's got fire <laughs> on his skull. Yeah. Yeah. He used
1: to go right on Route Nine where the Dunkin' Donuts. Well. It used to be, I think it was Dunkin' Donuts. It was Dunkin' Donuts to Sorrentinos, right across yeah, it the was Dunkin' Donuts his Fun Factory. With yes. Scooters. Yes. He used to go there all the time, every Sunday. What, just to hang out? To go there and get breakfast. What, Sorrentinos? Yeah. Holy shit. Sorrentinos, they have his picture up with him. Holy fuck. I don't remember. Uh, now, I know Sorrentinos because they make fucking amazing breakfast yes, food. They do. But uh But I'd never look for that. I don't have to go look for that one next time I go. Holy shit. Yeah, he, uh, he was another big guy where. He, he was, was athletic so agile. as fuck. Yeah, it's weird. Doing cartwheels, top turnbuckles. Yeah, somersaults. <laughs> oh my god. He, he
0: and
1: Brett, Holy shit, he's going to crush me. <laughs> he looked like he
0: was like lighter than air though. Like when he would wrestle, like he would do a was Like my god, what is he looks like he's a balloon. Like the, has <laughs> no weight fat, to him. It's just all air. He like has no weight to him. <laughs> uh, like the match with him and uh, him and Brett wrestled one time and it was
1: incredible. I see Bam Bam was always one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's a bad guy. I don't, I'm not going to go for him. And this is when I was younger, so I didn't care what the fuck they were doing. I just wanted, you know, the, the hero to win. He was in ECW for a while,
0: also. Oh yeah, I and wouldn't doubt it. He went to WCW and feuded with Goldberg, which was they just squashed him, and that was it.
1: Yeah, of course, because it's he, Goldberg. He, he, everybody,
0: everybody falls to Goldberg. Yeah. There, apparently, except apparently Ke- Goldberg. Except for with Kevin Nash, who doesn't want to. Get more money, So, so, so. Goldberg. <laughs> uh, <the guy laughs> <Yes>. Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, and it's funny because like they used I used to hear rumors that Goldberg backstage was a big fucking pussy, like he he oh, was yeah. well, he, he like listened. Jericho was he a dick. had
0: no experience apparently back in the day and he just listened to anybody who would tell him what to do like Hogan uh-huh. and Nash and anybody who was like trying to make money off the guy
1: really he, I mean the guy's loaded he he collects fucking classic cars now yeah he's got he's I out think, of the business completely yeah, yeah I think he raises dogs like big dogs like. Great Danes and whatnot. I still wouldn't fuck with him. (laughs) He's a big fucking Jew. Fuck that. (laughs) He's a big guy. He still looks the same. Him and Austin still look the same. I wouldn't fuck with Austin. He beats people up, like his wives. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, with... uh, Damn, I forgot the name of the show with Austin in it.
0: What the hell was that? Oh, uh, Tough Enough? Yes. Yeah, they're not doing that anymore, which is unfortunate, because
1: I really enjoyed that show. What happened to the, the last Tough Enough, Andrew, the blonde kid? He got released. He got released already? Yeah, drugs. Really? Yep. You fucking
0: dope. Yeah, I know. What an idiot.
1: I don't know if it was dope. But... <laughs> no, it was
0: uh, steroids or something. It's always the main problem in the wrestling business. Yeah. Of any
1: sports like that. Steroids, human growth hormone.
0: We're talking about older stuff. Uh, recently on WWE, they brought back the New Age Outlaws for a little bit. I saw which that. Which was so awesome because they're still my favorite team ever. It,
1: what was it? Um, Dusty Rhodes, Sun... Justin, right? Uh, Cody. Oh, it was Cody. Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes and Damian Sandow,
0: the new one of the, the newer star on the roster. Yeah,
1: Mister. He's like all prim and proper He's and like, shit.
0: If you remember the Genius, from back in like the Genius. He he. That's a uh, Randy Savage's brother. He was like he was like Kurt Hennings. He's Mister Perfect's manager. Oh my the, god, I know the who the you're talking talking with the cap and that gown. was his brother. Yeah, that was Randy no Savage's way, brother. No really. Yeah.
1: I remember <laughs> Brutus DeBarber Beefcake cutting his hair. Yes, <laughs> putting him in the fucking. Oh my god. Really, I didn't know that. That's funny. Now that you say that, there is a resemblance. <laughs> yeah,
0: he um, he looks like that, but he he's more of like a snob, sophisticated. he, yeah,
1: he, he, he like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Like yes, the original, yeah. the original before Triple H. But he's he an, he, instead of
0: wealth, he's intelligent. Like he's yeah. hyper intelligent.
1: Yeah, he comes out in like a a, a bathrobe, bathrobe and <laughs> his hair pulled back and his perfect beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a thespian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they bought
0: the Outlaws back recently, which i was so fucking excited about. But they used him as. Le- Brock Brock Lesnar's Lesner. bait to <laughs> beat the shit out of him for
1: triple his match with Triple H. Brock Lesnar, that's a big motherfucker. Well, that's now, someone man. I really wouldn't want to fuck with. Because I mean he went to, he looks very ill tempered. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like you really don't want to get on his wrong side because he went to UFC and fought and really went, fought people and and dominated the sport too. Yeah, he wasn't just some you know. Oh, this is scripted. Not Just because of his name, he he was a he's a tough, scary guy. Yeah, he's a blockhead. Look at him. He, he looks literally. Like a look daloid. at his haircut. He, he, <laughs> yeah. It's perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> he looks like a fucking cinder block. <laughs> oh shit! And he's married to Sable, and's got two boys.
0: Yeah, which I'm sure are going to be, which I'm sure are like six foot eight, and like two years <laughs> <old>. now, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like four
1: years old. <laughs> They're bench pressing mommy. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, What's th- funny how you were talking about the old wrestling. It's just, it drives me crazy how um, the older moves, or I guess old moves now, basic moves, were just finishing moves back in the day, like the Boston Crab or the DDT. That, you, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 just crazy. For the Pile Driver, because pile, pile Driver's banned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. The elbow drop,
0: too. Punk and Cena had a match on Raw recently, and it was awesome. And then they ended, one of the finishing moves was like uh, Punk... Did the pile driver on Cena and got a bunch of shit from it backstage? Really? It's like that's banned, and but they both took the hit. So like, yeah, well, we both planned it in the ring. So if you're gonna f- get one of us in trouble, yeah, sue both. both Fine, yeah. both
1: of us. Yeah, they have
0: to mutually agree. Like, do it. Mm-hmm. That, that's so. Yeah, but you oh, are right, crazy. Chris. Like, like,
1: Rick the Model Martel had the Boston Crab. Now it's like the Boston Crab's it a normal anybody, move. You know, yeah. It's a normal submission move. Yeah. The sleeper hold. Sleeper hold, yes. The Rowdy Pipers, and
0: everybody does a sleeper now.
1: Uh, yeah, or the, the Cobra Clutch, what it was, so that, that kind of sleeper hold. That yeah. was, now it's just normal. Yep. The bear hug. But wasn't the Fisherman Suplex like the perfect plex? Yes, yes. Yeah, the Fisherman Hook. He did hug. it nicely, though. But that's but just it what still... it was, the perfect <laughs> plex. Perfect that, it really was perfect. <laughs> that, the bridge and everything, it, it was fucking amazing. And then the, the he did the perfect plex off the top rope, like he did the superplex. Oh, yeah, the superplex. Mm-hmm. And that's a normal move now. That used to be a huge finish. Yep. Oh, my God. You're nine that's feet off the he's ground. Done. That's it. He's done. He's at the perfect place. That's how he kicked out. I remember when Scott Steiner used to do the Frankensteiner. That was his move. The Frankensteiner. The Frankensteiner. He put you like on the turnbuckle. Hurt. It's the Hurricane Rana, but he does it on Top the turnbuckle. Yes, and yes. And, and just, you, Now look at him. Rey Mysterio you know, like, does it me? as a basic move now. Yeah, and seriously. Now, they, they modify right. it. Crazy. Now, but you have to give it to some of the guys, like Rey Mysterio with the 619. That was... Interesting. Like we were talking about Petey Williams. It is it, It's straight it's so played
0: out like the 619 well, is it, so I mean, fucking
1: played out now. It's It's, it's an overdrawn hurricane runner. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a three-part three-piece. You, know, you trip him, come around, kick him in the face and then do a hurricane run off the top rope.
0: Yeah. Even like a power bomb isn't as much it as it was. The only
1: power bomb I really liked was from Mike Awesome. Oh, like awesome bomb. Awesome threw oh, you god. out the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's video that's video game stuff. This guy's doing it in real life. Yeah. Throws you out the fucking Which ring of the table. the reaction of Joey's
0: South. Oh my god. Yes.
1: <laughs> that's a true broken in half move. Yeah.
0: He did, I think, to Sabu and like r- threw a table outside of the ring. <laughs> he Probably He's did. Dead. He's dead. <laughs> Nope, wait, nope. Dead. He, he's
1: putting tape on him he's getting back in the ring that's just uh, for you <laughs> god and then there's of course there's moves that are completely uninventive at least in my mind like cm punk with the go to sleep i think that's just gay oh he picks you up in a fireman's carry and then drops you on his knee and not even drops you like you could see the guy land on his feet and bend over to the, to cm punk's yeah. knee it, it's that's not inventive i i don't I still prefer
0: my favorite finishers are, like, kicks to the face. Because I think that's still worth Switching so, music. Switching music and Sheamus' move, the brogue kick. is a jumping front kick. Yeah. It, it hurt. It's got to hurt. Like, <laughs> you're eating the <a>
1: dude's foot. <laughs> I like how they do when they drop kick and push off and do a backflip off their chest. That's that's kind of tough to do. Oh, yeah. The smaller guy, the smaller guy, the doors yeah, and whatnot. I've always admired that. Oh, yeah. If you've got the athleticism to pull off, like like the triangle um, drop kicks where they run, off one, run up one side of the uh, corner... And jump off the like I think Hardy did it. You come up, you you put your legs out in a triangle pattern, jump off, and do a flip a senton on top of the guy in the corner. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like the, the, the Rob Van Dam did that with the, the split leg moonsault. Yes, yeah, I, I, oh, I did, yeah. actually I did that one of my matches. Oh, yeah, the, did you? Yeah, that that's nice. I like that kind of athleticism, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it has got to be like precision though. Like oh, you easily have to do that like. Right you slip, end. you're fucked. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, like you know, even like old uh, Undertaker when he did old school or whatever the fuck he's calling it now. When uh, he walk across the top rope and fucking just do an arm, you know, had you in an arm bar and drop his fist. And on there's him.
0: been times where somebody would like as the move would knock him off the rope and hang him hung on the rope. They have to, He's still landing on his balls on a cable. So right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the man's still six ten, but he's probably still hurting. Yeah, yeah. Those are the things that drew me into wrestling is when they did crazy shit like that. And then, of course, you have the People's Elbow, which is a glorified elbow, elbow drop. drop. Yeah. It's a fucking elbow drop. With the best setup <laughs> the best in the world. best business, though. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. It still gets people like crazy. He's still going to do it. Oh, it doesn't matter. It, it, it really it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter right? it, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: and the Stunner might st- might still be one of my favorites because it's so unexpected. The stunner? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Because could, you could do it anywhere. It yeah. doesn't matter. My friends in high school would just be like, yeah, or middle school would just be like, yeah, and out of nowhere, I'll
1: stun her in the hallway. Didn't bu- John have that? Ha- no, he had the, the, the bulldog. bulldog. That's how he got his name, Bulldog Wogan. Because he got bulldog in the locker room. Now, uh, you know what the bulldog is, Yeah, right? a running bulldog. Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, running yeah, yeah. bulldog. Just, out of nowhere, someone just fucking ran, ran up and bulldogged him in yep. the middle of the c- cement locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and and then he took it and ran with it, and that's his. That yeah. was his wrestling. Literally, name. yeah. literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that became his wrestling. He worked with you at uh, backyard, right? Uh yes, he did actually. But he was baller then, right? Or was he? Was he bulldog? No. The, what the what the hell did they change his fucking name into? It was it was something I don't remember. It was such such a long time ago. Did they keep the persona at least? Yeah, they kept the persona, which was cool. He got to keep that. They just they gave him, I guess, a new outfit. And uh, uh, a new name, and they they didn't want you to have just a, a one name. That was the whole thing. Um, they wanted you to have two names. I guess like uh, Stone Cold, like or Steve Austin, something like that. You know what I mean? Christopher Daniels. They wanted you to have two names. Christopher they, Daniels, The Fallen just, Angel. Yeah. They just wanted to keep it. What, like but that. yours, was, yours was one name, wasn't Isn't it? it's Vertigo. The, oh, they just called you Vertigo when you were in the ring. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Because someone else, there was a girl that had rain. Yeah. Or vein. No, that was a, that was a different federation. Oh, see now I'm all fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that was you had a controversy with that because you had rain. It was spelled the same thing, but it was yeah. like Vane or something, or Vicky Vane or some shit like yeah. that. They're like change change the way you spell your name or change your name completely. I'm like, all right, let's change let's change a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to politics. Yeah, exactly. silly shit. And, and like your own stuff, though. So yeah, might as well just change the name a little bit. Oh, and it's all sad because like, we're, you know, I'm 30 now. Chris is going to be 29. It's so like, I'd really like to do this, but my back fucking sucks right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, like I would love to ring. have done
0: it, but I'm, I'm nowhere near athlete,
1: an athlete. So Dude, it doesn't matter. We, Veronica was in it with us. Veronica was uh, Code Veronica after the fucking uh, Resident Evil game. <laughs> oh we, I had her, we bought uh, clothes. Hot Topic was a place to buy all our fucking wrestling gear. Yeah. I had, you know, 16 pockets in my pants yeah, and shit course, like that. Yeah. And my, my get-up was, I was AWOL, and I uh, wore camo pants and a Punisher tank top. And she wore a camo skirt and Punisher tank top. And she, we, I was facing off against John, but who was baller bogan at the time, I think. Uh yes. And, uh, like, I knocked him to the ground. I'm doing little taunts and whatever else. And he's, like, he rolls to the edge of the ring, otherwise known as the trampoline. (laughs) And Veronica's standing there with, uh... I believe it was the kendo stick. And she, like, he's, she like prodding him and, and stuff like that. And he's like, hit me. And I think you came up and grabbed the kendo I stick blasted and it. Cracked it, with it. <laughs> I blasted it. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> talk
0: shit now. There was. Uh, I remember the story you told me about, Veronica. which you perfectly German
1: suplex someone? Yeah, my Oh, my uh, yeah, no, we were playing football on the front. It yard. wasn't even a wrestling event. <laughs> it wasn't even a wrestling It was like football. We were, we were playing tackle. And she, like, Suplexed them. Everyone just stopped what they were doing. Even uh, even my uncle. What did we do? He's not crying, but he's down. So, fuck it. Get up and run with it. First down. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a fucking perfect German. It was like, holy shit, we just stopped. Even my uncle just stopped. Just stared like, you all right? <laughs> um, we had a, a bunch of good promos, too, doing the backyard stuff. Um, like I said, we only had the little handy cam from Sony. And uh, there was one time that John was shooting a promo because I think he just lost the match. And he's like, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to win. You better watch your back. And he stepped on the power cord to the, the camera because it couldn't hold the charge by itself. So he, when he, oh, he stepped over, it, yeah. yeah, he pulled the plug and he didn't know and neither did. Well, I think Matt, Matt, our cousin, had the uh, was doing the recording, right? Uh, they didn't know either and they just kept going with it and then it was just the end of the match. And we went back and we watched it and he cut his own promo. (laughs) (laughs) He edited and cut his own promo (laughs) because it cut, when he tripped over the power cord, it cut whatever the fuck it was he was saying at the the best possible time. And it didn't matter what the fuck he said afterwards. It was just perfect. Nice. And then uh, also at the time, Chris and I worked at um, ShopRite, our local food store, which you've heard me talk about plenty of times. And um, we would always go through the the, uh, fluorescent lights like the the six and eight oh, foot lights. With safety hardcore. Oh, we oh we could talk about that too. You you can talk about that. Um, at one time there was like, we went through like there was boxes upon boxes of these like eight to sixteen foot uh, lights, and we would have to throw them out because they're broken. They're dead. Yeah. So we talked to the guy in the back room, the security guy who was in charge of like shrink and whatever else. And we're like, "Can we take these? They're dead anyway." He's like, "Yeah, fuck it, take it. Just walk out the back door with it. I'm watching you. Okay." We brought it back. Chris put on. Um, was it, like BMX gear or something underneath your shirt? Yeah, it was football to um, the football pads. The football pads. And we got it into like a hardcore match, which was fucking every match. (laughs) (laughs) And we got it to the point where like, because Chris's house was uh, by a lot of wooded area. And we got it to where we were in the woods and he was stumbling and I just cracked him with light bulbs i still have the shirt with the with the holes from the light bulb running oh across the God. back of it. now he was wearing the, the the football stuff on our knees because we did try to be safe yeah as much yeah, as <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's just take our shirt off and hit each, other with of <laughs> let's hit each other with light bulbs okay well ah, safety safety first. <laughs> we even thought about it, like when i hit you don't breathe in because there's going to be gas all right so when i hit you breathe <laughs> in deeply <way. laughs> Uh, but that's the sound that came off of that. It didn't matter. Again, just like the kendo sticks, it didn't matter how hard we hit you. The pop that came from that sound, it was just like, all right, that sells it enough. Now, what was Safety Hardcore, Chris? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, a little tidbit story, I guess. Uh, let's safety Hardcore, we, when we while we worked in shop right together, uh, we would have the empty boxes from whatever the hell we were doing. It doesn't matter. And uh, we would walk by each other and blast each other in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> Safety Hardcore. Blah. And just hit each other all the like, time. It was like apple juice. That was the best one. Yep. You know, apple juice. Cardboard boxes. We'd take them out, fold them up, and just walk by. Boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 didn't, <laughs> didn't the manager catch us? What are you doing? Yeah, Safety Hardcore. Yeah, my first day. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> no knives or nothing. No, just cool. beating each other up with cardboard. Cardboard
0: boxes. <laughs> I have some old fluorescent lights in my house that I have yet to throw out. If you guys want to use them, <laughs> <laughs> sometime yes. and we, just bring, just bring them over. We're just yeah, gonna have just a hardcore old. match
1: in the middle of this this parking lot here. Yeah, but this is bad. I'm dirty. <laughs> <It's> really bad. <laughs> oh please! If we had, if Chris and I were still in this, we bought a ring. I'd set it up out in the fucking the the field over there. Oh totally. And I, I'd hold matches because you know the people in this complex would go and watch it. Oh totally. Somebody would want to join in. I'd Oh of <laughs> course. You'd, you'd promote I'll, I'll, I'll it. Do I know the you would. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the closest thing you can get right about now. That'd yeah. be great. That'd, that'd be an interesting bitch. So I
0: ran a Backyard Federation for, uh, right? for two years. For, uh, that's right. That's problem, ex- Get in line. So many, so many other people have two.
1: <laughs> good day, sir. <laughs> you lose. We'll call you for an interview in six months. As soon as you get all these other backlog on ones out. But I want I said good day! Good <laughs> day. <laughs> no that would that would be fun just having a, just a ring like an actual physical ring that we could break yeah. down and put back up now what was that like not it was the pillars on that was like at least nine feet from the ground right Chris yeah, like straight up and down from the, the yeah, floor had, to the top least, of it. I would say like eight feet probably yeah eight, and the feet, the ring yeah, eight, is, the ring the ring was like three feet the bottom of the bottom off the ground yeah the mat's pretty it's pretty thick padding, but um there is like solid planks of plywood underneath it plywood and, um like gym pads, Four, two right? Two by six. Oh, okay. Oh, between to, uh, to stabilize it? Yeah. For the shock, I guess. I know with the WWEF, them, whatever they <laughs> <I> call them, <laughs> they put a mic under there, don't they? You know, I've been told that too, but I don't but think I don't so. so think anymore.
0: So. Back in the day, they did. Just to make it sound yeah, more but, impressive? But But um, not so much anymore.
1: Yeah. It still has that crazy sound when it hits and you fall. So it and still has so that. there's so many
0: amps and so many other microphones and so many other, like, stuff at ringside that i don't think they need it anymore there's so many other like sound generating objects (laughs) they have mics near the ring there's commentators mics everything else so it it comes through that was
1: one thing that blew my mind um when i went to go see raw the one the one time i went to go see raw was that i've watched it on tv for years and then going there you don't hear jr and king yeah. At least when I was there. Yeah. You don't hear those two talk. Apparently you just now see the you rest. Can, Yeah, like, you, buy the show. A, you can buy a radio now with the shows. Oh, so you can and hear you can listen to their content. But
0: honestly, I I like when I go to a show, I'd rather just sit and get involved Yeah, with it's the for the crowd. atmosphere. For yeah. all that I mean, you should just You stay can home watch it back on TV anytime and hear the commentary. There's something different when you see it live and experience it as a fan. oh that compl- it, that was that You don't even think different. about Oh, I
1: really wish I could hear They're it masters back. of their craft in the fact that they know how to sell. Oh, yeah. Definitely got the gift of gab. Oh, oh completely. The, the pyro, the titantron is fucking amazing. Oh, every time
0: I've seen it, Kane has come out and shot that fucking pyro off. <laughs> and, <untrackled laughs> and I literally almost shit my pants every time. It is so loud. When we saw and them... you could
1: feel it, too. The November. heat. Yeah, yeah, from the fireworks. When we saw it, it was back when Triple H and... Um, Shawn Michaels had just got back together as as DX, um, the second generation, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So they were shooting the X's off everywhere. Oh, dude. It was, it was like alive. fucking it was like standing next to a Thundercloud. It was incredible. Oh yeah. It's so like what I like I haven't seen
0: a live WWE show or any wrestling show in almost five years. Uh but it's so cool to just be there. And be Like, this is you're in it. Mm-hmm. it even if far away is like you're in it. And unfortunately, I said last year on this show I was going to go to WrestleMania, but tickets are like up to two thousand dollars. So that yeah didn't happen. for nosebleeds, yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculously priced. I figure WrestleMania is not going anywhere; it'll always be somewhere. And if I could travel and go somewhere else, that's fine. And besides, it's going to be fucking cold in that stadium in on April seventh and.
1: Yeah, it's not looking good right now. We're recording this in March, and the weather is still not looking yeah, too Jersey good. New
0: Jersey weather is still very sporadic, so there could be snow in the, the MetLife Stadium on April it's 7th. Is that what they're
1: calling it now? MetLife Stadium? Yeah, that said, Who bought it now?
0: Yeah, current owners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Soon to be named the Bon Jovi Stadium at some point, probably. But, oh, fuck. Yeah.
1: No, I'd say Springsteen would buy it first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Give them that much. Well, we're on that note. We are on the verge of the 29th annual WrestleMania this upcoming weekend. Yeah, and the main event is the rematch from last year, but this time's for the WWE title: The Rock versus John Cena. They've built it up to where Cena can be redeemed from after. Losing. I think that's what
1: I've, I've been hearing that you know The Rock doesn't want to wrestle as much anymore. But he's still, still advertised a for a
0: little while, but he's only doing this up through the big time of the year, which is up through WrestleMania. Yeah, but um, it's Cena's redemption versus The Rock's championship. Yeah, so whatever. I'm pretty sure Cena will win.
1: Yeah, get it back just so it, so it's prominent in the th- in, in the company in and the company as opposed to The Rock, who's off doing movies and promoting GI I mean, Joe. He'll,
0: he'll be back, oh but, easily, yeah. but um, he's only really scheduled to this time of the year. Uh, Punk versus the Undertaker. It, I I don't think you could bet against it twenty one to zero.
1: Yeah, easily. I, I'd I mean, say that it's the Undertaker. Who knows
0: how much longer the Undertaker's got, but. If it's WrestleMania the... and
1: it's the Undertaker. He can't lose. Yeah. If he does lose, that is a huge promotional piece for CM Punk and a major, major, major. Upset. But I don't
0: think it's going to happen. As much as I like Punk, I don't yeah, think it's no, don't don't expect him to win. And the rematch, another rematch, Triple H versus Lesnar this time around. Uh, at the time of recording this, we don't know the stipulation, but uh, it's a possibility it could be like an MMA style match or, or something, a sledgehammer match or something. Yeah, so. something. But Triple H is probably going to win. The hero wins at the big event, so of course, and the world title is. I just want
1: to go and watch Paul Heyman burst another capillary in his yeah. vein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does. He really <laughs> does <laughs> every time. Yeah, every time Brock loses, oh my god! <laughs> he oh my god, Brock, you are losing.
0: <laughs> and uh, the world title match: Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. Yeah. Swagger doesn't get high and get caught with more <laughs> weed before WrestleMania, maybe he'll
1: win. Um,
0: but I have a feeling that they're going to push Dolph Ziggler, the guy who has the Money in the Bank contract, to maybe walk out as champion. That's my
1: guess. Champion? what? World champion? World or? heavyweight
0: champion. Okay. So it's going to be a decent WrestleMania. The Hall of Fame this year is actually a really great class. Mick Foley's going in. Trish Stratus. Trish,
1: Trish Stratus. Bob Dude, Backlund. have you seen her recently? No. Oh, man. She does yoga. Yeah. Which is porn for me. (laughs) Dude, she's fucking... What is she, like, 40? She's, like,
0: not even 40 yet. (laughs) She's not 40? She might, like, be circling 40, but she still looks pretty goddamn good. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) And the big one is uh, Bruno San Martino going in, which was huge for them because they have had... They're probably going to put...
1: uh, Paul Bearer in there too, just because of the fact that he they, passed. Might, they, they might, they might have not, somebody. If not, at least next Donald year. Trump
0: is going in for because he's Vince's friend and he showed up at some events. But, <laughs> um, but uh, Bruno is the big one because they haven't had a relationship with Bruno in over twenty five years. He's had bitterness and everything, and he was the biggest star before anybody. Bruno San Martino. Bruno San Martino was the the guy who put the company on the map in the seventies and was the bigger than Hogan, bigger than. Anybody. He's the foundation of the company, so that's huge. And for it to be Madison Square Garden is even better. Well, that's where it started. So, uh, another WrestleMania next year is the 30th anniversary in New Orleans. New Orleans. So, all right. No Madison Square Garden, which I was kind of hoping. I was like, oh, I have a second chance next year. But not, <laughs> if they did that, it wouldn't be good business. It would be only two like-
1: in a row at the same place. Well, no, because it's like it, you. Like, like, like stadium's big.
0: gonna hold like seventy thousand people, and you're gonna downgrade to like twenty thousand. Yeah, it's it's not really smart. Yeah, you got so. a point. But it should be a good show this year, and uh, I won't have to freeze to death at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I can watch it in the comfort of my own home.
1: All right, that caps off another year of our uh, wrestling propaganda. I mean, uh, talk banter. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. We hope we. Uh, I know Jack's looking forward to WrestleMania. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of iffy. Doesn't really matter. To You'll me watch anymore. it, bro. I probably will. <laughs> uh, we always look forward to seeing the little guys come up. We liked doing it. And like I said before, if we still had the power in us, Chris and I here would definitely still be doing it anywhere. But until next time, this is Andrew. This is Rain.
0: And this is Jack. Thank you for listening once again to the only podcast that matters. Enjoy WrestleMania, everybody.